0: Let's let's go back because I this is one thing that I've wanted to say forever to you. When Femme Fatale came out, every everybody that I knew, was like it's just a marketing thing for this album. It's just a marketing thing. It's you know Lita Ford, Doro, uh, you know Vixen. It's mar- Femme Fatale. I was like, but have you listened to the album? It, <laughs> it's not in marketing. It's it, This is a band. Yes. And so many people were it's a marketing. I'm like, no, it's not a marketing thing in any way.
1: And what, what did they mean by that? Because I was super bombshell sexy and well, in your face. Well let and... me,
0: let me just say <laughs> that you are hotter than donut grease. but the, <laughs> the whole thing is is so many people put so much into the in the Backstreet boys. They thought the, honestly, they thought femphetal was the metal, in sync, Backstreet Boys band put together the monkeys.
1: Copy that, like a manufactured band.
0: Exactly.
1: Copy that. And y- y- shall we set the record straight let's, on how? Let's else?
0: set the bastards straight.
1: <laughs> okay, let's set them straight. So back in the day, this is kind of how it went down: is that I was playing in a top forty band called Babe Ruthless. I was the Babe, and I was ruthless, <laughs> and and then. Um, a girlfriend of mine moved to Los Angeles. Her name is Kathy Stonko, cute Italian girl. And she um, she went to L.A. and she got in with all the rock bands, all the 80s bands, Rat and, you know, Ozzy Osbourne and all of them. And um, she came back to a show. I was playing at a bar called Senior Buckets in Albuquerque, New Mexico. She came. She saw me. We had lines out the door like on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. And wow. like, we were really popular. But we were doing basically covers. We would do a few of our own. But um, so she came back and saw me. And I remember during a break, because, you know, top 40 bands do like four sets a night. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And so, um, so she came and she saw. And during the break, she sat me down. She got two shots of Jack. And we sat there and we talked. And she said, Lorraine, you have to get your ass to L.A. There is no female doing what you do. And she just convinced me. And we, you know, we took a shot, threw it back, um, and the rest is kind of history. Um, I decided to move to L.A. I took my keyboard player with me because he I was actually married to my keyboard player. Um, a lot of people didn't know that, but the truth is, yes, I was. And so we decided we were going to leave the band. Now, the other members of the band thought that they were going with us. Oh, and- where the Babe Ruthless kind of comes in, is that I had to let them know that they weren't coming with me and that I was going to put a band together in L.A. And it was not easy to do. So we had a lot of ads out, and we would do music connection, and we would do fan magazine. People would come to our door of our apartment, and we would look out. And if they looked cool to us, we would let them in. If they looked too flock of seagulls, then we would not let them in. And so... You know, we had a vision. I had a vision. I wanted hot, rocking guys. So we did that for about six months. And the truth is we really couldn't find any L.A. guys that we thought fit the bill. So my brother, bass player brother, was in Albuquerque playing in a band called NXT, I believe. Super popular. And um, so I called my brother and I said, okay, here's the deal. Big sister is going to get you to come out to L.A. and you're going to be my bass player. That's it. Done. Like, that's it. You're doing this and you're going to (laughs) take Bobby and Bill from another band called dirty blonde that had this gorgeous hair. They were amazing. They were really, they were just intense in your face, kind of metal, just loud and really good looking guys. Um, And I said, you're going to be bring Bobby and Billy with you and you guys are going to be my band. And it's like, no discussion. That's what's happening. And I think because I was older sister and he respected me, he yeah. made it happen. And that's so manufactured in the way that
0: you it manufactured
1: worked. it. I manufactured it. Exactly. I put it together. It that wasn't a it
0: wasn't record label me. saying, Hey, we can make cells off this.
1: No, 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 no. It was, it was me putting it together and then going to the whiskey A go, go and doing a show there for no bozo jam night. And we just caught on like wildfire. And, uh, and the rest is history. We got yeah. signed really fast. Yeah. Too
0: fast. Yeah. Well, I noticed that when you guys hit L.A., it was the perfect time. It was the perfect place. It was the perfect storm.
1: Yes. And 100%. It,
0: it just took off for you. And I, I can still remember Headbangers Ball seeing your video for the first time, falling in and out of love, and going, holy shit, who's this? You know, yeah. and it just started. I mean, as, actually I remember that and then going to see Vixen a couple of nights later uh, they were playing in Kansas city. That's where I grew up. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going and I'm talking to people at this show going, H- have you seen this new band femme fatale? And they're like, no, who is it? I'm like, oh, just go check it out. You guys go to the record cool. store. That's when we had record stores, go check it out. And that's, I, I I carried the flag for you guys. <laughs> Thank
1: you, Chris. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I, yeah, I, I know that, you know, I think that, I get, I guess think people misunderstood what the hell was going on. You know, like, um, and they wanted to pit me against Lita.
0: Yep. It's
1: really dumb because I just wanted to be her friend. And, you know, Concrete Marketing released these posters that said, look out Lita with my fo- photo on them. Oh, man. And that's like the... Like, that's just the shittiest thing. Like, I, he's a badass. She was in the runaways for God's sakes. Like, come on. Um, I wanted to be her friend. You know, I was all good, like girl power back then, even like, let's lift each other up. Like, I don't want to compete with anybody. No one can be me and I can't be Lita. So let's rock the house and be buddies and like, let's bond and tear up this whole situation, you know, and just do it. So, um, yeah, just kind of, kind of wild times, but you know, I have no regrets at all about how things have happened and did we sell millions of records? No. However, here I am in 2023 rocking the house with Vixen and I couldn't be more right. happy.
0: I mean, you, you, well, you guys did sell over 400,000. We did. So we- that's a lot better than, uh, well, shit, my band, <laughs> By like 399,000, you know, <laughs> but it, it, it's just one of those things. When when you guys hit the stage, when you guys hit the scene, it was something new. It wasn't, uh, and I'm not trying to pit anything against anybody, but it wasn't Doro. It wasn't uh-huh. Lita. Uh-huh. It was, I mean, well, let's face it. Lita is an incredible guitar player yeah. and she's a badass singer. Yeah. You went out there with that raspy voice of just, seduction and you know you're going to kiss my ass by the time we're done and everybody <laughs> did
1: yeah you can come out you could come into a show with an attitude that you weren't going to like me and i was going to beat it into you that you were going to love us by the end of the, de- the night that's all there is to it yeah. and, and i still that really still is my attitude i mean it wasn't always it you know joining vixen and following the footsteps of the original lead singer not the easiest thing to do that's a big boots. Um, yeah, definitely. And um and I knew that going in. And I'm not trying to be anybody but me. Like I don't only know how to be me. And you're either going to dig it or you're not going to dig it. And I will say 5 years later, I think the majority of people have come over to the to the dark side.
0: <laughs> <laughs> come to the dark so, side. We have cookies.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I I couldn't be happier. I I think I have I have done a good job of keeping the legacy and the sound as close to the original singer as possible what while not even being it being possible yes. so um, Look, i do my best to honor the songs and that's you, the bottom you line you really
0: in, in all reality you don't want to be that exact voice you you've got to put your flair on it and yeah. you know bands come and go people come and go from bands all the time it it happens i mean i watched the implosion of the bullet boys a few months ago holy shit but
1: holy shit i'm <laughs> sure
0: but the thing is, is you got into this and with the blessing of two original members. Yes. And yeah. they were like, this is not Jan. This is yeah. this is Lorraine and she's going to do her thing and it's going to be a good thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I got to bring two, two singles with me. Yeah. Falling in and out of love and waiting for the big one. I got to bring those with me. And we do those in the set, which I feel very, very grateful for. I was in actually the- shocked
0: when I heard Falling in and out of love on the tour. I was like, hell yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and if you know Femme Fatale, you know the song. And and a lot of times people do and they start singing it with me. And it's really, really cool. And, you know, it look, it's fantastic to keep the legacy of Vixen alive, for sure. It's also another for me another level of satisfaction to be able to do those two songs in the set. And it, it puts me in my total zone, Right. you know, like I come out blazing with Vixen songs. And then when I get to do one of mine, it's like, it helps me settle in. So to speak. And, you know, and it just feels good. And then we just tear up the rest of the night. So yeah, it's, I feel really lucky to be doing this.
0: Well, you know, the, the show that we went to go see in Austin uh, a few years ago, right before the earth went to shit. uh, We got there and Mark Kendall had invited us down for that show. And we get to will call and there's like, there's like no tickets. There's nothing. We're like, I drove from central Kansas for this show. Oh, I hate
1: it when that happens.
0: And I'm sitting there texting Mark going, where the hell are my tickets? Yeah. So we, we finally, we got in right as you guys took stage and I was like, I, Cause let's face it. I was there to see Vixen, Striper and Queens, I've seen great white several times. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, all right, this this will work. This will work. <laughs> so it was, it was a phenomenal show and I okay. can't wait to see you guys again.
1: Well, that was several years ago. Yeah. So now, you know, we have Julia Lager on base.
0: Yes. Yeah, so she's a
1: badass. Holy moly. You know, we were sitting around one night talking about various jobs that we've had, because I've had every job on the planet from Winchell's Donut Shop to bank teller to, well, TV producer. Like I've done everything, even selling, uh, even seeing t- telegrams I've done. <laughs> so I've done every job imaginable. And we were talking about various jobs we've had. And Julia is the only person in the group of us that said the only thing I've ever done is play bass. Like she never had a waitressing job. She never did anything else except for bass. That has always been her way of making money. And man, does it show she is a mother effer up there, like with grace and charm and badassery. She's just spot on. And her voice is phenomenal. And she's really, really great with energy and just everything that she does. And she's got that cute Brazilian accent that, Sometimes she messes up on words, and it's just so endearing and cute, (laughs) and and she's not always easy to understand. She's also a Libra. I'm a Libra. We're both Libras, but she's a Libra with a Scorpio moon, which if you know anything about astrology, which I don't really know that much, but she's very balanced and very sweet, just like I'm very balanced and very sweet. However, she has that Scorpio, I will take you down (laughs) if I want to. And uh, I just I I love her a lot. She's well, really.
0: And you know, speaking of members in in the band, uh, we have a mutual friend with Tyson.
1: Oh God, he's so amazing.
0: He is one of the coolest guys in the world. As a matter of, fact, I he did uh, one of the podcasts with me, and uh, his daughter was sitting there, and he's like, "Yeah, we're watching Dora," and I'm sitting, there, you know, we're talking about Dora the Explorer. Because you know, <laughs> it's I I don't ever go into these with the uh, intention of well, this is the interview, bang bang bang. It's just two people talking and have, having a good time. That's And trust me, there's a lot of radio stations that got pissed off whenever I do stuff like this because I'd take an interview it's supposed to be like 10 minutes and stretch it out to 30, 45.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, Tyson is amazingly talented, can play anything. He yeah. has the best ear. I mean, he's really, really talented. And I don't think that he gets enough credit, although I do believe he's kind of starting to, which is great because yeah. he's really special. And then Brit Lightning on guitar is just, not only is she smoking hot, she's smoking on the guitar. Like she's just so talented and her fingers move so fast and she's solid. And, you know, we're, we kind of call ourselves the toxic twins because we hang out a lot together and we just bring it together. There's just a chemistry between us. And, uh, not to not to live by astrology, but she is an Aquarius. I am a Libra. If you would Google that, that's a really great mix. Um, not only for friendships, but for love relationships, et cetera. And we just really get along so great. Um, and I love, I just feel like we have each other's backs when we're up there and we play off each other and we have so much fun. And then Roxy, the original number, you know, drummer badass, wow, like she hits hard. You know, she hits really powerful. She's a monster drummer and solid. And you just got to keep her away from coffee, though. Really? <laughs> before... <laughs> yeah. And she'll tell you. Yeah. But she's really strong and really powerful. And and yeah. And I've known her for three plus years. So um, I was really honored when they called me and, and asked me to be the front person for the band. So
0: that, that is amazing. Now, what a lot of people don't know about myself is when I went to go see Vixen, I was absolutely crushed when I found out she was married. When Roxy was married, I was like, because, you know, everybody has the posters on the wall. Yep. I, I actually had one of Vixen that I cut everybody else out and his had Roxy.
1: Ah, yeah. So. Ro- Roxy is very, very popular. And, you know, she keeps her married life very private. Yes. And uh, I think there's a lot of people that are surprised to find out that she's married because she doesn't really talk about it. I mean, we all know. Right. And, and he's a great guy. We all know him. Um, but yeah, she keeps it real quiet. So I think that she has broken a lot of hearts
0: (laughs) Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I'm one of them. Not even going to lie about it. (laughs) On on the
1: other hand though, I am, I am single. A lot of people think I am married, but I am actually going through a divorce. I've been married a million times and I have no problem admitting that.
0: Okay. So how many times for you? Uh, four. I'm on number five.
1: Oh, Okay. Okay. My sister said I can't get married anymore and I'm okay with that. But um yeah, you know what? I I started getting married when I was twenty-two and um I believe in love. I'm kinda like Pam Anderson in the fact that I believe in love and I and I it's never over. Um, but I don't really see myself getting married again. But um you never know. You know what the stars hold. <laughs> you never know. Well, so, was,
0: when I married my third wife, my, uh, I called my family, and said, Hey, you know, we're getting married, blah, blah, blah. And third, fourth, one, one of them, my, my brother, I called him. And I said, Hey, I was like, you want to come out to the wedding? He goes, no, I'll catch the next one. I'm like,
1: <laughs> it's funny. Thanks, man. That's a great line. That's a great line. Yeah. Yeah. My sisters have just said, yeah, you're done. Like you, you're, you you're just so done. And, and yeah, I, I just love life too much and I just want to be me. And I, when I'm with someone, I'm very, very loyal. Yes. Um, I've never cheated on anybody. And I, I just have a, this new light freedom and life is good. And oh my God, I just, I just want to have fun and love life and not wake up with someone that is not equally as enthusiastic about life. Yeah. You know, when we're young, we're just, we don't know what we're doing. Young and dumb. We should not be getting married. It's so silly.
0: There should be a and restriction I, like 31, 32.
1: Then seriously. you start thinking about it. Yeah, I think you you need to learn who you are and love yourself. And I I don't think marriage is, is for everybody and I don't think it's necessary. Even if you want to have children, I don't think it's necessary. It right. just is Um but I have no children. Somehow four marriages and no children. I manage that. I've always just been kind of a dog mom. And uh I I like it that way. And children are great, but
0: yeah, just not for me yeah well see people make fun of me i i have i do have three children i have uh-huh. actually have a grandson now which is awesome Woo. awesome but i have this dog that i kind of inherited from my last divorce uh-huh and she's what a little color? bitty thing and so of course this is this is my sidekick <laughs> so Ooh, i like it what kind of dog she's a havanese poodle oh fluffy well, yeah, she looks like she's a, a homeless mangy mess right now.
1: Yeah, about this big? Oh, yeah. Dish?
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. she's, she's a little we sausage, decided. too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> got it. Well, I decided, you know, I think we have a lot of years ahead of us with touring. Right. Um, last day of the tour, second, second day after we end things, whenever that is going to be, I'm headed to the pound, and I'm going to adopt me a couple of pit bulls because pit bulls get a really bad rap. They do. And I love them dearly. So that's kind of my plan. That's my big picture. I actually, yeah. you know, we're flying to uh, Houston and I made the mistake. I saw I got off of all of the animal rescue sites because I'm too emotional with it. I can't, I can't look at it anymore. So it really fucks me up. <laughs> so, um, so I happened to catch Rudy Sarzo's feed mm. and there was a beautiful five-year-old pit bull that's in Dallas. And I was like, oh, and I just fell in love with the sad eyes. Yeah. So I reached out to the shelter and inquired. Um, and the dog is still there. Um, I don't know. It doesn't all make sense. I don't know if I'm really going to go and meet him or not. We'll see what happens.
0: Well, it, I was actually this weekend, you guys were supposed to be out with Vince Neal. Yes. And all that. Uh, we were going to go down for that show. And then that all imploded. And so Austin's out of the picture. Uh, but I'm actually in Dallas now.
1: Oh, copy that. So You're going to go to the shelter and see if the dog's cool.
0: <laughs> no, I am not allowed. To sh- My wife is definitely not allowed at shelters. We have two dogs, two cats, two guinea pigs. I'm done. I'm out.
1: I get it. And, you know, and I'm touring so much this year. I mean, we we're going to Brazil in two weeks. We're going to Germany, we're going to Sweden, we're going to Australia, we're going to Mexico. I mean, there's a lot going on. So to really think about this and not just be impulsive. Um, But man, puppy dog eyes really get to me. I'm a softie for innocence. Um, Yeah, it's a hard thing for me.
0: Well, we have a a cat that we rescued and we call it the nefarious because it's cat's just a hot mess and <laughs> we also call it studio because its favorite place to be in the house is in my studio
1: oh love it so
0: and it just I doesn't understand what's like. going on and i'll be sitting here recording my show and it's over sort of scratching at the door i'm like go away like <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's amazing in my house everything in my house except for me is female
1: <laughs> that I'm, tells me a lot about you
0: yeah i'm i'm even,
1: even the guinea pigs
0: even the guinea pigs <laughs> yeah um that's funny it, it's all by happenstance i mean we didn't plan it that way but i am i can definitely say i'm big daddy
1: <laughs> you are you are big daddy you are the leader of the pack for sure yes. and i like know, it
0: we we have uh one of my stepdaughters to live with us and of course we don't go by the step thing i am bonus dad oh that's i like my that. bonus daughter so and she's, awesome. she's absolutely amazing She. She tried to kill me this morning and make me this breakfast. that was dripping grease and all this stuff. I love that girl. <laughs>
1: you ate it anyway, though, didn't you?
0: I couldn't disappoint her.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, love it. That, that's, a, that's a good dad.
0: Yeah, she, she's ab- absolutely amazing. So back into the music side of things.
1: Yes.
0: You did a uh, song that was on Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, Chains.
1: I did with Billy Ray, who's not the Billy Ray, but a Bill Ray. Um, Yeah, the label um, got contacted um, to a couple of its artists back in the day and asked a few of us to be a part of it. And so um, I worked with Bill Ray. I came up with some melody lines and things, and then he wrote the lyrics. And I went in and just knocked it out in a couple of hours. And I love that movie. I love, love, love that movie. I've seen it a gazillion times. And the song is really kick-ass as well. It is. Like, I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind doing that song. You know, I've had a lot of people request that song. It's, a, it's really? pretty kick-ass, yeah.
0: No, I, I can see I could see that happening. Um, when, when you go out, do you go out and see other bands? Oh, yeah. Have you seen Plush?
1: Yes, I have. Those I saw girls,
0: them. are they not freaking amazing?
1: They're amazing, amazing. They're going to be huge.
0: Yeah, uh, they're going to be at Rocklahoma. I'm doing my big Rocklahoma spiel between now and August. Uh, cause you know, were giving away wristbands and all that stuff, uh-huh. but, uh, trying to narrow them down to get an interview at Rocklahoma. So sweet it's, and listen to Mariah, her voice. It's just unbelievable. I, I just can't believe all the notes that come out of that little bitty thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you she's know, a cast singer for sure. They're, I don't know all of their names, but, um, yeah, they're real. They're a band to look out for, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah definitely are you guys going to do any more, uh, U S tour dates? Like yeah, we've Dallas? Got
1: really, we've got a really big year planned, like a really big year planned. Um, lots and lots of dates and they keep dropping. I mean, we keep getting shows at like, we'll get a message from our manager. We just got July 2nd. We just got June 21st. I mean, they're just coming in all the time. And, you know, I, I'm in L.A. right now. I'm going to be here for one more night. But the reason that I've been here is that I flew in because we've been shooting a video for a brand new release. And I can't tell you the name. I can't tell you really anything except that it's super kickass. And we've been working the last two days. I'm really actually exhausted because we, man, did we give. I mean, we we yeah. put on a show at when we, when we play out. But, you know, this is one song and just giving everything, everything that you can over and over and playback, um, right. you know, and, and just, oh, we just kicked ass this all I, I can not wait say. to
0: see it and, and to hear the new song.
1: It's going to be really great. And I think people are going to be, I think people are really going to dig it right from the the very first few notes they are going to dig it. That's, and it's me singing, which is really great for me. Yeah. Um. It just. It's it's us. It's 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 in 2023. So nice. I'm excited. So that's why I've been in LA. Uh we were filming two days ago. We were we started at what? Um that day we started at four. We ended at midnight. Yesterday we started at well, hair and makeup was eight a.m. We started about noon, I think. I don't even remember, and we wrapped at about eight. So lots and lots of great amazing things have happened in that amount of time one of them by the way is we were we were doing a scene which I cannot tell you or then I have to kill you but we <laughs> a scene and in front of a place that is very famous in Hollywood and I looked over and I was like is that Niall Rogers I was like oh <laughs> and so I just left everybody and I walked over because I was like That's fucking Nile Rodgers. So I walked over. He was on a phone call, and he was dressed head to toe in Chanel. Like his suit was Chanel fabric that said Chanel on it. His pants were Chanel, like Chanel sunglasses, everything. And he just looked amazing. And I just, I said hello, and then I just waited while he was on the phone call. And he was talking about all sorts of stuff that I got an earful of, of new stuff that he's working on and this and that. Sounded fabulous. And I just waited patiently because he smiled and I could tell I was okay with staying there. Right. Um, So then at one point it was getting loud on the street with Harleys and stuff. And so he said, I, you know, I'm in LA and, you know, Harleys and muscle cars here. So he went and he went inside the venue and, um, before he did, he stopped for a second and I asked him if we could take a photo and I introduced myself and I said, I was the singer for Vixen. And he said, Vixen. He said, I know Vixen, big hair. Yeah. And I said, yes, yes. And so that was great. So I got to take a photo with Niall Rogers.
0: That's amazing. Now, see, Very cool. uh, my radio show is now called the All Things Metal Show. Uh-huh. Uh A year ago, it was called uh, Big Hair Ocalypse.
1: Oh, I love that. Cool.
0: Well... I liked it too, but we kind of grew out of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. and how, you know, I, I, was talking to another, uh, rock star and I was like, Hey, would you want to come on and, and do this? He goes, what's the name of it? I said, big hair, apocalypse. He goes, you lost me at big hair. Uh, and I'm like, oh, come on. And, and we start talking about it and we, we haven't done an interview yet. We're going to, uh, and he's like, he's like, you got to change that name. He goes, he, he's British. He goes, you know how hard it is for a Brit to say apocalypse.
1: that's
0: funny so we we change it to the all things metal show all
1: things i love that that's actually a great name yeah yeah i I,
0: I was surprised i could get the website
1: (laughs) oh that's great good for you
0: yeah that's that's how we finally decided we're going to do it was i went online and checked domains and i was like all right yeah we can do that because if you just go to the all things metal it's some guy in wyoming selling sheet metal so got to put show at the end of it so
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny he actually called
0: me and he goes hey he goes uh You've got some uh, requests coming through my <laughs> emails. I'm like, what? I said, who is this? Oh, that's he goes, so funny. and he told me who it was. I was like, oh man, dude, I'm so sorry. He goes, no, that he goes, is- I think it's kind of funny when people email me and say, hey, can you play, uh you know, Bark at the Moon by Ozzy? He goes, those songs I haven't heard of in years.
1: <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> like, that's right, so cool. cool though. Yeah, that's super
0: cool. But um, so now another friend, mutual friend of ours, uh, Kevin Goocher. What's going on with that? The Gooch.
1: Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love Kevin. Kevin is great. He's got a killer voice. He's got a great vibe. He's a total sweetheart. I've known Kevin for a long time. So he contacted me and asked me to do a duet with him. And I was just honored and just excited. So I just went in a few weeks ago and and laid down the tracks. And it's it's fucking fierce, that song. Really? It's strong. Yeah. And I and I really gave it all I could give it. Um at one point, I had laid down the vocal and on the chorus, and, and everybody was really happy. And then we went and listened, and I was just like, man, I'm hearing something different now, and I can do better than that. And they're like, no, no, it's great. We love it. We love it. I was like, just let me go in. Yeah. And so I went in, and I laid down another chorus. And then when I came out, they were like basically, and they said, wow, that, that's the chorus that we didn't know that we needed. Yeah. So I'm really glad that I went with my gut and my instinct and just, and that they allowed me to do so because they right. were already happy with the trap and we were ready to call it a day. And I just was like, I, ah, I just, I'm feeling this now. Yeah. And so I just, in you know, and it's raw and gritty and just, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's yummy. Well, every
0: time uh, Kevin and Melanie come through, uh, we, we try to connect and have dinner or something. Sweet. And uh, last time we had dinner together, we was actually, uh, listening to an acoustic set from Ron Taylor and Darren Delotti from Lillian Axe.
1: Yes. Yes. They were doing an
0: acoustic set. Uh, they have a new band called Low Side. that's amazing.
1: Yes. Yeah. Britt turned me on to that. It's really great.
0: It, it, it's, it's like Lillian Axe on steroids.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really great.
0: great stuff. And I, I love Lillian Axe. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's anything bad with it. Just in case somebody's listening they want to throw a little tantrum, believe it or not, that yeah. happens. <laughs> yep. But um, Ron and Darren have got such a great thing going there. So I wish them nothing but the best and hope soon they do a show for me. So is anybody in the van? Are they uh, vegan or vegetarian or anything like that? You are really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't drank milk. Because well, why, why? We're going to have a barbecue? Rit- Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, Britt and the girls will be all over it. And I'll I'll find a lettuce leaf that we can put barbecue sauce on. No, I I haven't I have not eaten an animal. You know, I'll be sixty five in September. So I have September haven't what? September
0: twenty
1: sixth. Fifteenth. Oh, nice. Are you a Libra or Virgo? Virgo. Got it. So I yeah, I have not eaten a cow or a chicken in over fifty years.
0: Really? For my uh, my oldest daughter uh-huh. is a vegetarian, uh-huh. and you. Know, what's really weird is I used to do barbecue competition. My my son, he's like, "How in the hell do you become a vegetarian when dad makes brisket like this?" <laughs> so, but Understood. you know what? Everybody's got to have their their thing that they believe in.
1: Yes, and, and that yeah, I just I love animals way too much, and and cows and chickens are fabulous creatures and for me i just can't do it i mean i have a hard time eating fish even really because it's like fuck that that hook's gotta fucking hurt yeah like i uh, it's that's a hard thing for my mind to get over
0: well i'll tell you uh, what a chicken is a ruthless son of a bitch they are mean
1: <laughs> but it doesn't mean that they should die and that we well, should Well, no
0: them. no i and, knowing... <laughs> and
1: and they probably got to be mean because they knew that they are their ancestors and all of their children were <laughs> going to get eaten by us fuckers so you know,
0: everybody <laughs> so looks at their they look at us so, and like that motherfucker's colonel sanders you know, totally. they can't tell us apart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I can't, I just can't do it. I just, they're just yeah. too sweet. They're just too sweet, well, but and, it's personal choice. Exactly. But and the nice... I do wear, I do wear leather and I do, I do bow leather and I do have some pieces that are leather. Um, Cause I would never want to uh, dishonor the animal that like lost their life for that leather and then just what, throw it away. No. So yeah. I, you know, and I'm also a walking contradiction. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, well, I just do whatever I feel like doing, but, but yeah, I, I really like animals a lot, yeah. you know? And, I just, and that's
0: amazing. I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's great that you're one of those people that have a moral fiber, because I'll be honest with you. I've met a lot of people doing this stuff that are complete freaking idiots. Just- I know
1: there's, <laughs> there's a lot of them in the world.
0: <laughs> and, and so you, I, I met this one cat one time. He's a, he's a singer and he's sitting there going on and on about this stuff. And I finally looked at him and said, do you ever shut the fuck up? <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoy your own voice, but not everybody does.
1: <laughs> oh my God. That's great. Did you used to be in radio? Cause yes. you have a radio voice. Okay. That makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. Um, it all started, uh, in central Kansas at a hundred thousand watt station and it was last in ranking. And I took it from last to first place because I would do stupid
1: shit. Love it. You know, Stupid I mean, shit like
0: what? Uh, we would do an Easter keg hunt. Um, <laughs> and I, I coordinated it with the sheriff's department and everything. And we had taken a keg and painted it like a big Easter egg. <laughs> and I would go hide it. And I'd oh, give out clues.
1: That's cool. That's cool no way i have to write that down that is cool easter keg hunt yes and that was that in texas
0: no that was in kansas
1: that sounds like a texas thing okay easter keg hunt oh my god i love that yeah and
0: uh i i've i went to a a bar one night and uh actually it was with skid row Mm -hmm. in in central kansas we was putting on a show and they were the one of the headliners and i told these girls and said if you guys want tickets You've got to strip down naked and run down Main Street.
1: Oh, God. That was, that's and how it used when, to be, folks. <laughs> when, when, the cops,
0: when the cops stopped them, they just all turned around and looked at me, and I'm like, I just, you. here, have had the tickets. And the cops were like, you you got to stop doing this shit.
1: Ah, <laughs> so, oh, that's funny.
0: But, yeah, I've, I've done all kinds of uh, stupid stuff. Uh, turtle races. Turbo races. Turtle. Turtle races. The oh,
1: tortoise. I love turtle races. I love turtle races until people are giving them cocaine. I like turtle races. (laughs) Cocaine bear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Leave the animals alone, people.
0: But no, the, um, you know, just all kinds of, uh, marketing things to get people to listen. It's just. Understood. Yeah. Fun. I enjoyed the hell out of it. and The owners of the station didn't like it whenever the FCC had called and say, okay, he dropped the F-bomb again.
1: Again. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and I love
0: it. Here's your $5,000. Right. We love you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did you, did they get fined?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And he oh, came wow. straight on my paycheck. So.
1: <laughs> oh man. Ouch. That hurts.
0: Well, yeah. I, I, it was my own dumb fault. Yeah. I'm not, I can't say that anybody coerced me into anything. I've never done anything except for on my own.
1: Same, same thing. Same. hundred yeah. percent. Like so. people can say the label did this, or they wanted me to be this certain way, or whatever. No, I I do me, and that's all there is to it. And again, you either like it or you don't like it. I'm and it's okay. And and I'm not for everybody, but um, but I'm for a lot of people. Yes,
0: yes, you are. Now, your wardrobe in falling in and out of love. Yeah, is that is that totally you, or was that somebody in the background going? you know, use this with this.
1: No, those were clothes that I used to wear. No, I used that was my wardrobe basically. It, we just blinged them out a little bit, but yeah. Those were my cutoff shorts and that was my little red top and all of that stuff and cowboy boots. That's how I used to run around LA all the time was short shorts and cowboy boots. <laughs> well, and big boots.
0: <laughs> I, I'm so, I'm I'm one of those guys who are sitting there going, Holy God, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was a it was a time. I mean, that's how we ran around. I mean, and I, you know, and I, um, I I will say that management bought me my boobs, um, and I have no problem admitting that. And I've mentioned it before. You know, it was Howard Kaufman. You know, Howard Kaufman was a genius. And so Howard Kaufman was my manager. He managed Heart also, right. and he managed Heart during the era that they brought boobs up and made them, you know, made them more sexy. Forefront. Yeah, in the forefront. And that really helped their careers. And I don't know that they, they don't really like that part of their life. I've heard in interviews and stuff, but I'll tell you what, I mean, Howard knew what he was doing. Sex sells. It, it really, it did then and it does now. And yeah. I think that, you know, for me, I, I remember the phone call, I had met Howard Um, Andrea Carter was his secretary and she, she was bringing me in to be managed, hopefully like a co-management thing. And, um, she, we had the date set that I was going to come in and meet Howard in his office. And she said, you know, don't be offended if it's like a five, 10 minute meeting because he's busy man. So I, I came in with short shorts, red cowboy boots, um, a top that I got at Goodwill, um, and we had the best time. I was there for over an hour. We had okay. the best time. We just connected and had so much fun. And then I left. And she called me on my way. Well I, well, I don't. Did I have a cell phone? Probably not. So she called me when I was got home to my little apartment that was about a, as big as a postage stamp. <laughs> and um, when I got home. She called me and she said. Howard really wants to represent you. He loves you. He thinks you're the bomb kind of a thing. And she said he had a question for you, though. And I said, okay, what is it? And she said, if I buy her a chest, will she wear it? That was the question. And I said, oh, hell yes, I'll wear it. (laughs) So I felt like I just hit the jackpot. It's like a girl moves from Albuquerque, New Mexico, to Hollywood, and manager wants to pay for her boob job? Come on, like – yeah. No brainer. no brainer. Cause I already knew that I wanted a boob job because I was, um, I thought at the time I wanted to be a stripper for a while. So I, cause I had a lot of stripper girlfriends. So, and it was, it was the eighties. Come yeah, on. Yeah. It
0: was a totally different
1: time. It was the eighties. So I went to the Tropicana and I auditioned on like a Tuesday afternoon at three o'clock. You walk in and it's this, the Tropicana was really famous mud wrestling and stripper place. And I walked in and I I did an audition. It was three o'clock in the afternoon. It was pitch black with some colored lights. And I did my best to, you know, show off and be seductive, whatever. And so I got hired. And then when I got hired, the manager said, you know, this is kind of how it goes. Like, we'll have you do private parties at first. You make a lot of money doing those. And then usually what happens is the girls save up that money and then they buy themselves a boob job and that's kind of the ABCs of getting boobs in LA back in 88. <laughs> so so I was like, okay, awesome. And I went home and you know, it just didn't it didn't sit with me. I I love dancers. I love pole dancers. I love drag queens. I love everybody. Um however for me, I didn't see myself as a sidekick. I didn't see myself as you know, on somebody's arm being right. a or a pole dancer. I saw myself as the leader. And so for me, I sat with it for a couple of days and I didn't take the job. And then it was get back into rehearsal. and And, you know, I wanted to be David Lee Roth. I didn't want to be David Lee Roth's girlfriend. Right. So- so that's really the plain and simple of it. And so I never became a stripper, but I do love dancers and I think they're massively talented. And if they're smart women, man, they can really make a lot of money.
0: Yeah. So and, Well, okay. So I can count on one hand and not use two of my fingers how many strip clubs I've ever been to in my life. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't get it. I'm one of those kind of guys that if, if I want to get teased, I'll go, you know, hang out with my old high school buddies. You know?
1: I'll be that. Yeah. Yeah, but
0: you know it's it's it is a profession, and it's it's amazing. And people had like I like I've said before, people have to be true to themselves, yes. and you have to do what's best for you.
1: Yes, yeah. If it resonates with these girls, like whoever does, like you know, and a lot of girls do it for a certain amount of time, and then they get out of it. I I, I would imagine that it could be a pretty hard lifestyle, but at the same time, you know we everybody should be who they are and do what they want to do. And I have no judgment on any of that Right. ever. Like I, I just want to be me and I don't want anybody telling me what to do. So I am definitely not going to tell anybody else what to do. And <laughs> I think a lot of, a lot of good can come out of it. If that's what your thing is, you can make a lot of money. And you know, uh, if you're going down a path and it leads you to a bunch of drugs and misery, I don't recommend that. Right. But, you know, if you're using it as as a tool to really put money away or take care of children that you have, like, I'm all for it, whatever work.
0: Well, and you know, I, I haven't always had the radio flare, you know, uh, I, I used to be a truck driver. Everybody has to have steps into where they're getting to and where they're going. Yep. You know, back in the eighties, um, and I realized, this band's going to go nowhere and I better find something to do to make money. Cause yeah, well, that's what I did. You know, I, I started doing profession
1: uh-huh.
0: and it took me a minute to find it, but I found it. And now here I am, you know, talking to you. It, <laughs> it, 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 it strikes me as weird. Every time I, I, I meet somebody or I talk to him like, uh, you know, the guys from dangerous toys, you know, I, I, that's my favorite little band from Texas. Love it. Um, uh, when I first met those guys, it was, I was like, holy God, dude, it's dangerous toys. And they're just normal, normal cats. And the bullet boys, Jimmy and Mick and Lonnie and was just absolutely amazing. Mark was great. I actually interviewed Mark at the uh, place we were doing it at. <laughs> My wife is setting up our t-shirts, right? <coughs> Excuse me. My wife was setting up our t-shirts and Jimmy comes over to her. goes, all right, well, here's our box of stuff. And the prices are in there. She Uh-oh. goes, what? <laughs> and they they thought that she was the merch girl for the venue. Right. Nice. So we, we're we just like, we just go along with it, whatever. And then the, then the night comes, she takes him up the money. She goes, here's your money. And Jimmy goes, you're not the merch girl, are you? She goes, no, no. She's, I'm with him. It's, I'm his wife. and." Jimmy was like, I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> oh my God.
0: But I, I was that that's, that was her introduction to uh, some of the rock and roll people.
1: I love Jimmy. Jimmy is amazing. amazing. He is. He's a powerful drummer. He's a sweetheart. He looks killer without a shirt on behind that kit. Um, and his wife's name is Lorraine. Really? Yes. So there's that. Yes. <laughs> that, yes. that
0: connection. Well, yeah. and, um, you know we, we've met a lot of great people over the years of doing this show and uh, Greg Chasen from uh, Badlands the base yes. from Badlands great guy um, they actually came to do a show locally and uh, Kevin Gucher brought of Gods and Monsters with him and my wife just went over the hill for Simon Wright <laughs> you know
1: yes of course he was
0: in ACDC I'm like yeah yeah he was and we actually got to go see them do karaoke. Oh fun! Because uh, the show fell through, because uh-huh. the guy who was doing backline had uh, well, basically like that amp I've got sitting right there. Uh-huh. That was the bass amp, and Greg was like, "I will break that."
1: Huh? <laughs> yeah. <So>, yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, we
0: actually went to a karaoke bar
1: How over, fun. over by
0: AT and T Stadium, and the the it was just an incredible night of fun. So, I love it. That and, and then. A lot of people were like, why didn't you get videos of that? I'm like, because they were enjoying themselves.
1: Enjoying their life. Yeah. yeah.
0: They, they were human beings. They weren't rock stars at the moment.
1: Yes. And yes.
0: A lot of people, you know, were like, well, no pictures. It didn't happen. I'm like, well, then I guess it didn't happen. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that's fine. Yeah. So,
0: but yeah, I, I actually enjoy being around people when they're just being themselves. Yeah. You know? And yeah. One thing that I can take away from everything in this world is one thing that Ozzy told me. He told me, he goes, when I'm on stage, I'm Ozzy Osbourne. When I'm off stage, I'm...
1: Oh, I like that. Really?
0: Cool. Well, don't ever call him, though, because he'll headbutt you, but...
1: (laughs) Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Oh, that's sweet. I've never heard that quote from him so that's nice that you got that
0: yeah so I was like all right well that 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 worked he he goes you don't know how tiring it gets to have to be somebody all the time yeah and I'm like well I I can get that you know I I totally get that
1: yeah yeah when I'm with my family I'm but I'm I mean I don't know I'm still Lorraine Lewis I I gotta say I just (laughs) still kind of am and uh I get teased a lot and uh I um I don't know. I am I'm good at joking about myself. I I make fun of myself and I love attention. I'm a performer. I love being on stage right. and I love being on stage anywhere. So, as a matter of fact, we were filming yesterday. Um we were on Sunset Boulevard and a TMZ one of those you know, TMZ vans went by and and it stopped right in front of us and I turned around and I was like Oh, yay. An audience. This is awesome. So I was like, hi, I'm Lorraine from Vixen. We're doing a video here. I just went on and on and on. I I love an audience. It can be two people. It can be 2000. It does not matter to me. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of always on because that's what my personality is. But, um, when I'm with my family, it's ponytail on top of the head and chill out Right. And you guys can all make fun of me all you want. Cause I'm going to be taking selfies of myself and I don't care. So, um, <laughs> I just feel like I'm living the best life ever. So.
0: And, and you deserve that. You are Lorraine Lewis. I mean, holy shit. You know, you're right. <laughs> you are, you are femme fatale. Yeah. You are now vixen.
1: Crazy. Right. And
0: you've set your own pace. You've marched through your own drum and you've made it happen. Yeah, A lot of people can't say that.
1: That makes me a little bit teary-eyed, to be honest with you. Um, Yeah, Um, to be the front person, lead singer of Vixen, 34 years later, um, after being in femme fatale at the beginning, you know, I mean, you just never know where life is going to take you and you never know what's around the corner. I would have thought you were insane if you would have told me this was going to happen in 2023. I would have said, you can't read the future. You don't know the future. You're nuts. That's not ever going to happen. But damn, I'm so happy that it has, and um, I just want to keep waving the Vixen flag for as long as I can and do the best job that I can to keep the legacy alive, and um, I do feel honored. I do feel grateful. It is not always easy, you know, and during the week, I work in television. I'm a TV producer, so um, I've got a lot on my plate, um, but I just feel lucky. I wake up every morning, and I just say, you know, I'm on a winning streak. I am really lucky. I'm so lucky. And things are always working out for me. And uh, I really feel that and believe that. And uh, yeah, life is really good.
0: That's amazing. So any young lady that wants to get into metal, what would you say to them?
1: I say you love it. You go for it. You don't listen to anybody that's going to tell you, oh, metal isn't for girls. You don't listen to anybody that tells you to be a pop singer. If you really love it, you have to be you and you have to do it. And then you have to, I believe, immerse yourself in everything metal that you can and be the best you can be and work every day. Work really hard on your voice. Work really hard on just everything and, and Google and all the stuff and just yep. really, really get your chops up, learn your history about metal um, so that nobody can... Can say you're a fly by night, or that you're a manufactured singer, or any of that bullshit. Yep. You just have to do what you do, and and even if you think that that's what you want to do, and then it takes a different shape and form later, that's okay too. You know, we're always evolving. There's there's not one thing that we end up getting there, and then that's it. It's just right. it's always evolving, and if anything that people can look to for my life. I've had a million jobs. I've had a million careers. I mean, it's never over. It's never done. I could have said when, you know, when femme fatale was over, that that was the end of my singing career. It was not, I've done a lot of different things. Some of them successful, some of them not so successful. Some of it's them are country. Of, it's, I did. And I love country. Um, yeah. I've done a little bit of everything and, and it's all a part of being who you are and following what you're thinking at that time. There's nothing that says you have to, you know, be in stone what you think you are right now, and that has to be you forever. You can change your mind at any time. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Be true to yourself. Don't listen to anybody. I would say don't ask people for advice. If you already know you want to be a metal singer, don't go asking even me. I'll be there to support you. But I, I will tell you how I've done things your experience might be totally, completely different. Um, Don't listen to anybody, whether just listen to you, listen to your gut. That's it. Okay. Awesome.
0: So I like to end any interview with one question.
1: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. Well,
0: I emailed it to you uh, the other day. What is your most favorite or most epic spinal tap moment?
1: There's so many Spinal Tap moments. First of all, let me just say, a band with women, <laughs> we're smart and we're awesome. However, when we stop talking, like if we're on the cruise ship for Monsters of Rock Cruise and we're walking and talking, we're supposed to end up at a certain studio or a venue, you know, on the boat, and we're talking, we'll all just talk in this big old mob of girls talking. And then all of a sudden, like we stop, the conversation is like, where the fuck are we? And like, where is this place? And we don't know. And we really, I, I feel like we're smart, but I always need a tour manager. I get confused. Well, I'll leave this hotel room. I won't know if I'm supposed to go left or right to get to the elevators. I do, I'm do, i horrible at that. <laughs> I need somebody to show me the way. Um, leave breadcrumbs, something, right. <laughs> to, because I get lost very, very easy. So those final tap moments happen all the time.
0: Yeah, the or hello Cleveland, yeah.
1: 100%. Or, oh my God, how do we get to the stage? I mean, that shit really happens. You know, it really does. Like, what am I going to have to climb over to get on stage? Um, so I would just say in general, it's all Spinal Tap, to be honest with you. Um, oh, okay, I have I have the best one that's recent. Okay, okay, this really sucks. I'm going to admit this, though. Uh, December, we had our last show of the year. And we had been off for about three weeks, maybe a little bit more. And I have my in-ear monitor that goes in here, and then it plugs into a pack on my belt. And that happens every night when I go out on stage. I use it for sound check, but I don't have it all geared up. I just kind of hold it during sound check. So we get ready to go out, and we do our huddle. And I felt really rushed, but we did our huddle, you know, and we do this whole thing. Thank you and good night, or best show ever we do this thing, we go out on stage, kicking ass, just kicking ass. And then about three quarters into the set, I'm like, man, these monitors aren't really working very well. And no. I go check my in-ear monitor. I never put my in-ear monitor in my ear. I had the pack on so, and I, have, <laughs> I check it and turn it to eight. I did not have my in-ear monitor in the whole night. So, so you're, I looked you're
0: like, actually running on stage monitors.
1: Running on stage monitors, which a lot of people don't know this, but I'm deaf in my left ear. I was born deaf in my left ear. Oh, okay. And so, um, yeah, I actually have something called my crochet ear. I'll show it to you. It's a little retarded little alien ear. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hot, isn't it? Anyway.
0: <laughs> Donut <laughs> so- <laughs> grease. That's what we're going to say caused that.
1: Yeah, that's what it looks like. So <laughs> so I I look back at a stage and I'm like my in ear mo- like I'm like trying to get him I'm like it's in my backpack. Da 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 and he goes he can't find it. So I did the whole night without an in ear monitor and I didn't tell the girls until we were off the stage but that was embarrassing number 1 that I forgot an important part. That's like going out on stage without a base. Right. 100%. And holy shit. We got through it. The show was kick-ass. But, I i mean, it it got to the point, though, at the end, the very end, I was like, wow, I really have no monitors. And I was, I was kind of feeling like I was really straining. And so, at that point, I just kind of jumped into the crowd. I think I surfed the crowd for a little bit because I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I've done this. And this is embarrassing and whatever. But the show was great. The crowd was great. But, yeah, that was a total Lorraine's final tap moment for me, forgetting to put – you're in ear on having the pack, mm-hmm. not anything in the pack, just a pack that's lit up.
0: <laughs> Looks pretty.
1: <laughs> and that's so funny that you say that. That's the joke in my family. Um, they'll say to me, you're so pretty. When When I do something <laughs> kind of dumb, uh, that's just kind of the thing. Uh, and oh. I like, also kitchen with my sisters and I want to help cook something. And I'll like, let me do anything. I'll, I'll cut those tomatoes for you. And my sisters are like master chefs. So I want to cut the tomatoes and, and, and partake. And they'll just look at me and they'll say, you're so pretty. And that basically <laughs> means just sit there and be pretty. Cause we just like looking at you and talking to you cause you're fun, but no, you're not helping us with this because you're going to fucking destroy it.
0: <laughs> that is amazing. I, you know what I I have to say, I've loved talking to you today. It's just been so much fun. And and learning what makes you tick really. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun for me. So we're going to go ahead and uh, cut this one.